Welcome to the Healing Grove Podcast. I'm Dr. Kristen Ryman, an integrative holistic family physician, author of Life After Lyme, and host in this virtual space of learning, healing, and growing. I believe humans are like trees, and our physical limb is only one of many. Health on all limbs of the tree, emotional, conceptual, social, spiritual, is absolutely required for the whole tree that is you to be vibrantly well. I created the Healing Grove podcast as a place to showcase some of the world's best integrative and holistic medicine, to expose you to transformative tools and mindset shifts for all limbs of your tree. I hope you enjoy our conversation in the Healing Grove today as much as I enjoyed having it. So welcome, Hope Hendricks. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I'm so excited to introduce you to my audience today. But before I do that, let me do a little bit of a formal introduction, everybody. This is my dear friend, Hope. Hope Hendricks has been in the wellness industry for over 35 years, where she represents and works with a variety of professional lines and products. She herself was bitten by a tick carrying Lyme in 2018, but happily was able to utilize her years of experience with the German biological Picana remedies, one of which we're gonna share with you today, to support her drainage and detoxification pathways and ultimately to recover her health. She teaches both patients and practitioners now how to use these potent yet gentle remedies to regain their health and their wholeness. And thank you again, Hope, for being with us today and sharing. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's a pleasure. And I've been on the path of wellness and some people call it alternative medicine, although I think it's natural medicine. Um, for many years, I, um, when I was small, my father was a pharmacist and uh, I used to started working at the store eight or nine years old, rotating, stock dusting. <clears throat> and then he would say to me, come back and stand at the prescription counter. Watch these people pick up their prescription drugs and now promise me you'll never take a drug. Mm. So I have kept that promise. Wow. And, uh, and that's part of the reason I'm so grateful I got into this industry 35 plus years ago because it's helped me maintain my health, my wellness, my vitality and joy because it all, you know, all is one. And um, we have so many wonderful products, so many wonderful remedies, uh, homeopathic for detox drainage out there um and of course you know any kind of healing includes our mental emotional physical and spiritual aspects and i think it's so important to keep your uh, your spiritual and mental and emotional physical body together because uh then we can create miracles because our body listens to our mind. Remember our body is 70 or 80% water. And we know from Dr. Emoto's ex experiments, how water holds memory and intention. And if we continue lovingly, loving ourselves, of course, and putting the intention out there um, our body responds and starts the healing process. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm grateful that uh, I got to experience with it with uh, the Lyme because I learned a lot. And uh, I think we're given these experiences, you know, to help us grow and to give us a different perspective and certainly uh, to be able to have more compassion and empathy to what other people are going through. I was lucky, I caught it immediately. It had been in me three days, but then I started uh, immediately working 
and detoxing and draining and taking the appropriate, you know, remedies and supplements. So uh, it was a lot easier road for me than those that have had it for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. But it, yeah. it did give me a lot of compassion and empathy for those that are struggling. Yeah. So I'm sure people who are still struggling with Lyme would love to hear what you used in particular, but I, I wonder if we could take a step back and just talk about the Picana line, because I know that was a huge, hugely impactful um, set of products that you use, and I've also used in myself and many, many patients, and many people haven't heard of them or aren't aware of this German company, and I wonder if you'd talk about that a little bit first. So the Picana is... Uh... A homeopathic company from Germany, and it was started back in the early 70s by Dr. Byersdorf, who is a pharmacist, and um, he uh, he made them spagyric, and that's one reason they are so powerful. And what this spagyric means is that you make your tincture, and with this, alcohol is never added; it just you know, it's fermented and processed. And, um, and then after, I don't know, three or four weeks, he extracted the herb from the tincture and then incinerated it, burned it, purified it, and reintroduced the plant crystals back into the tincture. And that's why the kind of remedies, homeopathic remedies are good, but they're great energetically as well because they hold the plant crystals and in essence the energy frequency of the uh, entire plant yeah so it's it's almost like homeopathy plus right because right. you have the homeopathic which is a whole other conversation right. you could have a very subtle energy where the water is holding the sort of signature of that the memory right. of that um, element, but then you introduce the element back after it's been kind of transmuted through fire. Right. I mean, it's like almost, it's like alchemy, really. It's right. Really Absolutely. And it does hold, I mean, energetically, they are so powerful. Yeah. And that's why, you know, every time you take a homeopathic or whatever, you put your drops in a glass of water, drink it preferably on an empty stomach, but make the intention as well as far as, as I, you know, my body is getting healthy and strong, or I easily detox out, you know, all that is no longer, you know, beneficial for me. Yeah. And by putting that intention, I mean, some people, some of the practitioners even say when you're succussing the homeopathic, put in your intention, or just uh, when you drink it. Yeah, so for They're people who don't- powerful. Yeah, people might not know what succussing means. Do you want to tell uh, them what that means? Yeah. Uh, succussing just means to maybe hit the bottle against your hand to activate the frequencies, to activate the uh, homeopathics, etc. And then you put the drops in a cup and you can combine everything. Sometimes I take 10 or 15 remedies together in a, in a glass and right. drink that's one of the things I love about the Picana line too, is they're so gentle and yet so profound. Kids can take them, very, very sick people, very energetically sensitive people can take them. Um, I've, it's really rare to find someone who can't tolerate you know, the, beginning, the beginning dose and you can combine them all together. So it becomes like a single glass that you can drink. And what's even better is they're not antidoted. So with some homeopathics, you can't have chocolate or you can't have, you know, coffee or whatever. And that's not the case with the spagyric homeopathics. Yeah, they're very forgiving. So you were going to tell us about a specific line that Pecan has come out with in the last couple of years that I know very little about. So I'm really eager to learn about this because I've been using their, their, you know, their drainage remedies for years with, all, with my patients and myself and my kids. And it's like in my medicine cabinet is like my front line. But um, I have not had a lot of experience with this new, this new um, balsam crystal gemstone situation. So I really want to learn from you today about that. And it's all about chakras as well and applying the balsams on the appropriate chakra. And I'm going to start with intention 
because intention has so much to do with everything we're doing. Um, well, with life. And I think I'm going to read something uh, that Kelsey Patel said because it's so accurate. And she said, so picture where you want to go. That's easy enough. But how does intention help us get there? And intention is so powerful because it slowly shows people how incredibly powerful they are. Oftentimes, people allow the day, the week, the month to happen to them. And when you set an intention, you are activating your receptivity and putting that out, which you intend to attract and call into your life. And that's the power behind it. And sometimes when there's a lot of stress and anxiety, uh, we're in a place of fear or negativity. And so when we're in this state, it's affecting our conscious and unconscious mind. And so our unconscious might even be giving non-beneficial intentions to our body. So that's why sometimes prayer, meditation, tapping, or whatever, you know, wonderful tool you can use to shift you out of that state um, so that you can focus on what you want. Because remember, what we focus upon is going to grow. Okay, so some tips on creating positive intention. Use positive wording. Focus on what you really want. State a definite purpose. For instance, if you want financial freedom, say, I am financially abundant instead of I'm free of debt. For health, maybe you want to say, my body is strong and healthy instead I of I am free of disease. And you can feel it in your body. Um, so it's important to speak, to act, and to feel as though you already have what you want. And remember, a positive mindset coupled with positive intentions delivers an uplifting message, not only to the outer world, but also to the cells in our body. And finally, as Wayne Dyer said, our intentions create our reality. So some tips, be really specific about what you want again. And what we focus on is gonna grow. If it's your choice, you can make an intention journal so you can track your in intentions and um, see how quickly they manifest. And many times you can say your intentions two to three times a day, at least because that will activate your conscious and your subconscious. And be aware of your thoughts and belief systems. And can as they come up, as any negativity comes up, release it. Finally, we release it with absolute trust and faith to the universe, knowing that it is done. And you'll know when you find the appropriate intention for whatever you know, condition you're working with, because all of a sudden your body's gonna feel so powerful and feel so good. So, so I'm going to stop you right there. We were talking about this before the conversation. And I said, I think I'm less sensitive than other people because I don't always feel in my body when something's true. I might know it. Like I might have a knowing of dip. That's the thing, but I don't feel it in my body. What would you say to people who haven't like me, who just haven't kind of developed that? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you say, I want to be happy, you know, or if you say, today I intend to be happy and experience joy, um, there's almost a shift. 
but even your conscious mind is going to uh, grab onto that because mm-hmm. it's powerful. You want to make a powerful intention. So it might take some people some time to develop this sort of flex the muscle of self-awareness so that they really do feel different saying something like, I am strong and healthy, as opposed to I am free of disease. They might have to practice those different ways of, of right. speaking to get a sense to fine tune that, that awareness maybe. And it's so important whenever you say I am, you're activating something within yourself. You want to make sure it's positive. I am happy. I am, you know, abundant. I am whatever. Make it positive. It's really important because then your body and your conscious and conscious really, uh, really sees that responds to that. So you don't want to say something like, you know, it's going to respond to if you say, oh, I'm sick or, oh my gosh, I feel so stupid or I am stupid or whatever. You don't want to say that. You want to put positive intention, positive worded, and something that is going to make you and your body and those around you feel wonderful. Beautiful. The word faith is really important here because a lot of people are going to be saying something that they're trying to manifest, but not actually resonating with that yet, not feeling it, or maybe not even believing at a, at a, at a conscious level that it's possible. But what I'm hearing you say is it's important to speak it and to fake it till you make it in a way and to kind of have faith that this process can be useful, even if it doesn't feel true yet. Is that accurate? You'll see the outcome in your mind of what you want. And when you do, your body's going to respond to that. Okay. Because there's an imprint there. Cool. So now we're into the chakras. And um, chakras are the main energy centers of the body. There's seven of them. And the lower chakras uh, help regulate more the mental and the physical function. The higher chakras from our heart up represent a lot of the spiritual awareness. And the first chakra is the root chakra or base chakra at the, at the base of the spine. And um, it's the... It's, it's where all our physical, um, you know, fundamental needs are met, uh, whether it's money, food, survival, whatever. It all has to do with uh, first chakra. So when it's blocked, so many times we feel threatened, ungrounded. We have a loss of vitality. And conversely, when it's open, we feel confident of our abilities to withstand the challenges of life. We feel grounded and it affects our stability and our ability to manifest. So I want to add something to this. So a lot of people right now are, are resonating and vibrating in this real energy of fear. And so it's not uncommon when that's happening, when, when we have a, an emotion sort of individually and collectively that's really prevalent, that um, that emotion that resonates with that chakra can, can threaten that chakra, can actually shut it down. And so a lot of symptoms of like the lower chakra can manifest, like loss of vitality, lack of libido, um, back pain, lower back pain, um, you know, paresthesias or nerve pain going into the lower limbs that come from the the spine and the low back. So um, it's interesting. I always find it really interesting to think about chakras as as they relate to people coming in with symptoms, because often there's a spiritual, emotional, social, you know, conceptual component going on to that physical symptom that's related that, that, you know, you can tell a pretty interesting story when you know what the chakras are doing and what they're right. Right. And that's why it's so important to 
keep them open. And, you know, like I said, I, you know, whatever methods you use to help, whether it's tapping, whether it's, you know, meditating, whether, whatever. It's, um, yeah, because our body just, it's all about energy. It's all about frequency. And the chakras are an energetic point, main energetic point in our body. Beautiful. So now the second chakra is the sacral chakra, and it's the chakra for creating relationships of all kinds. And I tell you, when it's open, you feel so much joy and peace, but it is found above the pubic bone and below the navel. And that's where your sexual creative energies are, how we, you know, how we relate to others and pleasure. And when it's blocked, we have lack of control. We feel uninspired. There are sex related issues and emotional instability. When open, it's like we're singing the Alleluia Chorus. We feel a sense of abundance, well-being, pleasure, sexuality. Uh, we, we just feel joyous. And I think that's really an important one. Yeah. And as it relates to all the organs, you know, below the navel and above the pubic bone. So sometimes the adrenals, sometimes, you know, there's just, uh, and different people say different organs are related to different chakras. So, but this is a, yes, second chakra is a wonderful chakra to keep open. It sounds like, and I'm glad you mentioned singing hallelujah, because I, I think I've heard that there are different tones and frequencies that can help open the chakras. So people who love to sing different kinds of tones and maneuvers with their vo voice or songs you can sing along to might stimulate different energy centers. Is that correct? Absolutely. Or am I making that up? No, I, but we have to remember everything is energy. Our body responds to energy and frequencies. You know, that's why, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, I even have two sweet dogs. So when I leave, they, they get separation anxiety and stress. So I'll put on maybe 528 hertz or relax my dog. And the, the frequency of that music calms them down. They get no um, separation anxiety. They're peaceful. They're happy when I get home, but um, they're not stressed. Yeah. And so if we can just uh, be mindful of, you know, what we're around, the stress. I mean, uh, even stressful watching the news all the time. You know, you might put on some peaceful music, classical music, 528 hertz or whatever, you know, and it just, it brings a sense of well-being. Beautiful. I love that tip. So third chakra, oh boy, this is important because a lot of people call it our personal power chakra. And it's also solar plexus in that area. It's above the belly button along the solar plexus. And it helps you to harness and gives you the willpower to create what you want to ma manifest. And when it's blocked, we can feel shame, self-doubt, low self-esteem, fatigue, anxiety, fear of rejection, of course. And when it's open, we feel self-confident. We feel powerful. We're in control of our lives. We're more charismatic. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful chakra. And you see, the color of the chakra is yellow, just like the sunshine. It's lighting up our whole body. 
It's making us feel vibrant and good and powerful. So this is a wonderful, I love all the chakras, but <laughs> this is a wonderful one too. Then the fourth is important, it's the heart chakra. And the center of love, the center of unconditional love. And it's, you know, halfway between the lower chakras and the higher chakras. So we really need to make sure this chakra is clear before, you know, in order to move to the higher chakras. So this is so important because it's all about love and probably first and foremost is self-love because then when we love ourselves, we can better give and receive love to all around us. So when it's blocked, we have difficulty opening up to others. We might feel anger, jealous, uh, depression, and for sure, loneliness. And uh, when it's open, we feel deep compassion. We feel empathy. We're, you know, we love ourselves and we're open to loving others. And we trust a lot more. Heart chakra, well, heart chakra is all about love anyway. So that's wonderful. And then the next chakra is the throat chakra or the fish chakra. And this is where our inner voice or inner wisdom can come out. And it represents our ability to, be, to speak and be heard. And when it's blocked, we have trouble finding the words, um, uncomfortable speaking, uh, fearful of speaking. And when it's open, we're, we're able to communicate and express ourselves clearly with the truth and purpose and in a loving way. So fish chakra is really important because it's it's very difficult to speak with someone if you're not speaking in a loving fashion. They don't tend to hear you or believe you or whatever. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And then we go on to the sixth chakra. I want to ask a question first. Because the first thing you said about intention is still sort of sitting with me and I'm as I'm learning these new bits, I'm sort of incorporating what I've heard you say with the intention. And it seems like the fifth chakra would be important, not just in terms of how we project outwardly, but the words that we use to talk about ourselves. hundred percent. And that's why it's so important to also, every time you say, I am, make it positive, make it loving, incorporate your, you know, your fourth, chakra self-love into the fish chakra throat and whether you speak it whether you think it um to just be mindful what we're telling our body what we're telling our soul because uh our joy and our health and our prosperity and abundance all depends upon that so one of the things that I, I encourage my patients to do is to develop a journaling practice because a journaling practice, I think, can help people bring awareness to some of those subterranean thoughts that could be undermining their healing project, you know? So you might, you might have things that you say during the day, like, you know, my body is healthy and healing, or I'm grateful for my health and those intentions. But if the rest of the day, there's this sort of like flickering and simmering of negativity, like, oh, I, there's that pain again, I'm still sick. Or, you know, look at, look at how, how lousy I felt when I ate that. I can't, I can't manage this. And, and it's sort of an ongoing tape of, of negativity. Um, forget those few things you said that were positive. Like, you're, it's all going to be countered by all that sort of underground stuff. So I think developing a practice of, of you know, writing down reflections and getting to know that inner voice so that when it flickers around, you can hear it and call it out 
is really important because then you can replace it with something positive. Like I am worthy of love. I am worthy of healing. I'm going to, I'm just going to do a, a, a minute little practice here that everyone is welcome to join in with to cultivate our ability to say positive things to ourselves. So I was just going to lead people through a, a 30 second. One. Yeah. So let's just, let's just close our eyes for a second. If you're comfortable and not driving your car and take a deep breath and let's think of the most amazingly positive things we could say about ourselves. Like I am love. I am worthy of love and acceptance. I am capable of complete and total healing. I picture myself well and happy. I am amazing and a gift. Take another deep breath in and out and just pay attention to what that felt like. Maybe it felt kind of weird Maybe it felt profound. Maybe it felt something in between. But I would posit that a practice that allows you to sit with yourself and hold yourself in a loving embrace and then say things out loud, activate that fifth chakra and flex the muscle of personal empowerment and self-love could be a very positive thing for everybody. Well, that was beautiful. Thank you. And I think this is all about personal empowerment too, because we're going to feel so much better and our body's going to respond. The sixth chakra is known as the third eye chakra and it's found right at your third eye. And uh, it's the center of divine wisdom. It gives us the ability to see and know. And when it is blocked, we have difficulty in trusting ourselves and difficulty in accessing that divine wisdom or wisdom. We could experience headaches or possible insomnia, but many times when it's blocked, we feel depressed anxiety, and perhaps judgmental. But when it's open, we're able to see the big picture. We experience that intuition, that knowingness, that vision, and it does offer us more creativity. Um, because it's like we're bringing in the divine realm. We're bringing in, you know, spirit, whatever to assist. And we are um, activating that, that divine knowingness within ourselves. And that so seventh chakra and the last of the main chakras is the crown chakra. And this is the highest level of consciousness and enlightenment and it's our connection to the spirit. And it's located right at the top of our head. And it does represent our connection to universal consciousness and to the divine. And when it's blocked, we might feel disconnected to spirit. We might feel confused, constant cynicism regarding what is sacred certainly a lack of joy and a loss of meaning and inspiration in life. And when it's open, we have awareness and we can access higher consciousness, wisdom and bliss. And um, this is, yeah, I mean, we have to really, to get to this one, all the other chakras need to be open. And, um, and yeah, this is 
this is the ultimate because we are divinely connected. So now we will go into um, some of the tools for keeping our chakras open. And this is the Pecana Chakra Kit, or it's called the Gemstone Balsam. And the small one is seven grams and the large one is 30 grams. The color represents each one of the balsams. Each balsam has two gemstone powders in it and two essential oils, which of course, they come from Germany. So the essential oils are organic. And, um, and when they made it, they made it so that by applying these, it would harmonize the flow of energy of the chi and, and dissolve any energetic blockages. And when you put, you know, let's just say, I was gonna put throat chakra on like this. You take, you open it, all you need is a little dab and a lot of people say to rub it between your fingers, smell it, and then apply it with an intention to that corresponding chakra. And if you're confused, I mean, if you don't want to put all the chakras on at once, you could just look at, you know, which color do you resonate with that day? Because your body will tell you like, ooh, I really like yellow or, ooh, that red is standing out then you'll know that's the chakra that really needs your support that day. And so we're going to go through each balsam. And there is a free download of this chakra balsam kit. All the essential oils, the gemstone powders, and why they used them. And so... This one has garnet and sugalite for the first chakra. And garnet is also a powerful energizing stone and it cleans in and it energizes all of your chakras as well. It purifies and balances and it inspires love and devotion. So, and then there's also the sugalite and it's to help you feel safe and grounded and to adapt to the world. And it also protects, is known to protect the soul from all sorts of negativity. So remember you put this one on right above the pubic bone or by the tailbone. And some of your intentions that you might want to uh, say, of course you personalize them, but you might want to say, as you apply it, all things come to me in a positive way. I am grateful for all my blessings. I am safe and I have strength and courage. Or you might want to say, I am experiencing abundance in all areas of my life. So that could be abundance of health, abundance of joy, abundance of prosperity, abundance of, you know, love from all your family and friends. So abundance covers it all. So basically you're counteracting the weakness of that chakra when it's right. blocked. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're opening up and we're energizing it. And um, with the gemstones and with the essential oils. Beautiful. So second chakra. Now remember, this is the, uh, and it's orange. And this is the chakra, creative expression, harmony between men and women and sexuality, and that's the jasper, and that's, and, you know, and then the emerald in it, because the two gemstones are emerald and jasper, and the emerald is successful love, unity, loyalty, 
domestic bliss and joy. That's something we all want. Who doesn't want all that? Who doesn't? So, and uh, some intentions that you might want to use for second chakra. I feel safe and secure. I am happy and blessed. I am accepted. I am comfortable in my body. But whatever resonates with you is what you say as you apply that with absolute faith that uh, your body's, you know, got it. It's embraced it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if as Hope is reading these statements, if any of them seem just like really too far out of reach for you, those are the ones you should probably write down and start cultivating the ability to say and own. Because the truth is we're all safe. We're all worthy. We're all abundant. And so if you're feeling like, yeah, I'm not there yet, then that's the one you need to grab onto. And that's the chakra you probably need a little work, work on. Because that's probably the chakra that is blocked. Yeah. You know, and um, of course, I love this chakra three. Remember personal power and Pecanus's harmony. But the uh, uh, gemstone powders that are used are carnelian and onyx. And carnelian, now remember this is personal power. It's gonna give you courage, confidence, vitality, and increase your life force. And the onyx will give you strength and stamina and self-confidence and healing and balance. And then of course you have your, um, your two essential oils. And some of your intentions for the third chakra might be, I am powerful and strong. I act courageously. I act with confidence and I achieve my goals easily. And I am strong and in control of my life. Or write your own. It's, it's whatever works for you, whatever resonates. And then, of course, we get to the heart chakra, which is so special with the color green. And the gemstones are jade and tourmaline. And uh, essential oils are sandalwood. And oh, I can't read that, but um, yeah, jade also helps with emotional well being and it helps to open and to heal the heart. And one of its attributes is to help us to be more receptive to the world and to our loved ones mm. and to ourselves. And the tourmaline, emotional stability, rejuvenation, and combination of male and female energy, and also tourmaline full of passion for life which is what we all want. And some intentions for that might be, I love and accept myself and my life. Or I love being alive. I give and I receive love easily. And my heart is open to love. Or if there's someone in your life that you've had some struggles with, Maybe when you apply this, you can say, I forgive easily. Because then that will be a big burden off you and free you from carrying that around. Mm -hmm. So that's a, you know, and you just apply it, you know, to the heart area, heart chakra. Does it matter as you're applying these, which direction you're going? Is there anything to that? You know, they always say clockwise is best, but I don't know. I'm sure it's pretty forgiving. <laughs> you know, and I think with everything else, it's our intention. Yeah. You know, because our body responds, our cell respond, cells respond. I think so much has to do with our intention. 
Yeah. And the throat chakra. Trust me, I had to put some of this on today. And so the uh, gemstone powders are chalcedony, which helps with expression. It eases self-doubts. It creates openness and enthusiasm that we need to speak our truth. And it absorbs negative energies and thoughts so that you can speak from a place of love. And I love that part. And the rock crystal, healing wounds from the past, improved self-love, self-respect, and allows you to speak your truth while coming from a place of love. So, and allows you to speak your truth with a sense of peace and calm. So some of your intentions that you might want to say, I speak my truth with confidence. I speak up for myself, especially important if your throat chakra is blocked, you haven't been able to speak up or defend yourself or, you know, speak your, speak your truth. Or you might want to say, I communicate clearly. My voice is strong and clear and it is safe for me to communicate. So whichever one or two that you want, make sure you, you know, if you do it, you write that down in your journal and as you, with that intent, and you will find, you know, as you keep saying them two or three times a day, that that will manifest. I'm so glad that you you mentioned the safe to communicate piece because um, a lot of people, I think, have internal rule sets from their childhood or even from past lives that are sort of programming that makes it feel not safe to speak their truth. And so I... And so what happens, then we step it. Mm -hmm. And then it does create problems in our body. Yeah. And now this is an important one. So the sixth chakra is again, third eye. And the two gemstones are sodalite and agate. And um, chamomile is one of the uh, essential oils. But the sodalite is soothing, healing vibration that connects you to the divine and releases and lets go of all negativity. It stimulates the pituitary, which is right behind our third eye, and opens up so we have greater spiritual perception. And, the, and there are so many attributes to these crystals. I'm just going over some of them. And then the agate transforms and eliminates negative energy, protects us against any energetic psychic attack, and stimulates the third eye. So you might want to say, I trust and I listen to my intuition, or I see clearly. Really important, I see beyond all illusions, or I easily access my inner wisdom. You could say, I am connected to the divine truth within me. Beautiful. A lot of really good intentions there. Right. And then finally, the seventh one, which is the crown chakra, which again represents the highest level of consciousness. And the two crystals here are amethyst, as you can see in the picture. And amethyst empowers the crown chakra. It really makes us receptive to receiving spiritual assistance and protection. And they say it does create a, a halo of protection around you. And so you'll put a little dab here with your intention. Some people, you know, even maybe put it right 
at the nape of the neck and the brain stem. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially if you have a lot of hair that you can't put it there. But, uh, um, and then the aventurine is the second chakra or the second gemstone, which clears all blockages of energy and helps with activating and clearing the seventh chakra and pr provides protection and insight. So, um, you know, sometimes, oh, let me go over the intentions. One of your intentions might be, I am healed or I am at peace. I am divinely protected. I am perfect, whole, and complete. I am pure love, and it extends all around us. Love it. So Beautiful. Whatever resonates with you, and it doesn't always have to be the same thing. You know, one day it might be one, you know, and then maybe by the end of that day, you feel that, uh, that that's accomplished. So you can move on to another intention. Whatever works. And if you are interested in this, you can call BioResource at 800-203-3775 and order the chakra kit. And then thank you for your time and many, many, many blessings to you on your journey. Well, thank you, Hope. This has been such a wonderful conversation and you've given us so much teaching is there any last thought that you'd like to share from your heart to this community of people who are learning new tools to help them on their journey? You know, incorporate everything. And there's so, Dr. Ryman has brought together so many wonderful speakers and healers that, um, you know, incorporate all the knowledge that she has provided for you. And I promise you, your world will change. Thank you so much. Thank you. Many, many, many blessings to you and the audience. To you as well. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healing Grove podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to deepen your experience further, consider grabbing a copy of the Healing Grove playbook. With journal prompts for this podcast and 41 others, it's the perfect place to record your learnings, keep track of the tools you explore, and reflect on your own experience. Finally, it's important to mention that even though I am a doctor, nothing you hear on this podcast, whether from myself or my guests, constitutes medical advice. Any intervention you try should always be discussed with and supervised by a trusted member of your own healing team. Thanks for listening, and see you next time in the Healing Grove.